and we are back for Sewer Rave episode 20. Did we leave? Maybe. Did we stop doing the podcast? While Fiona was sick? No. That was a different week. See if you can tell which one. Um, I never got sick either. I'm talking a lot. Uh, how are you doing today, Fiona? I'm doing good. I'm eating pickled ginger. Okay. So I will, I'll take the, I'll take the wheel for the first little bit. You can, you can have your pickles. Um, Thank you. It's a little gross. Pickles, disgusting, it's... but that's another issue for another day. You don't um, get, do you not eat sushi? They give you like ginger and wasabi on the side. That's the pickled ginger. Well, you are right. I do not eat sushi. Never had it. Uh, never really have the, uh, never really had the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? motive to go eat it especially after the hulk hogan sex tape what he's like i'm bloated from eating too much sushi yeah that's a (laughs) he had a sex tape yeah that's how that's where he was racist why what are you saying there he said the the n-word why would just like like was it impromptu or something like what's going on so he, the sex tape was stolen from him or something. I can't. There was a lawsuit, remember, with Gorka, and he won. Dude, I do not know anything about Hulk so, Hogan. <laughs> just watch the Chris Hemsworth movie when it comes out eventually. Um, but the 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 thing with yeah, I think he he the sex tape was like leaked from him, and he says the N word in it during Pillow Talk. Was his partner black? Was that why he was saying that? No, he said, my daughter's dating this. I don't trust. Wow. I know. It's very bad. WWE Hall of Fame kicked him out, but I think he's back in now. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, this shit just... <sighs> I know John Oliver did a piece about um, uh, WWE and how... They grossly mistreat their wrestlers. Really? John Oliver? Yeah. Oh, that guy's cool. (laughs) It's Joe lets him run wild. Yeah, he does kind of do that, doesn't he? I saw this really weird uh, late show with James Corden. I'm not a James Corden fan, to be clear. I think the guy doesn't deserve to be where he is. I think there are. Why is that? A lot of people. I remember watching this one show. Watching um Joe Lysit. Joe Lysit has this new show. He's one of your comedians, British comedian. He talked about how Joe Lysit. I mean, not Joe Lysit. He was talking about how um James Corden isn't a nice person. Like he pretends to be nice. Wait, they said that on the show on TV. Not on James. No, he said that. Joe Lysit said that on the show. He. It was like a joke. Oh, okay. Well, it seemed like it was coming out of something. He's just like never been that funny. And it's a kind of testament to how he's just such an average white dude that and he's risen so far because he's so broad, I guess. Mm -hmm. And like he's so palatable. He's not like, you know, Amy Schumer. And I don't like Amy Schumer, like joke stealer, whatever. But she comes in, you know, making fucking jokes. Okay, Amy Schumer's a bad example because I've only the only bits of her comedy I've seen are the bits that were stolen. But you know, he's just very bland. Oh. Um, 
and also he he won an he there's an interview where he do you know Lily Allen? Yeah. Where he interviews her. Or no, he was on her her show. She was interviewing him, and he's like in love with her, flirting, and it's kind of uncomfortable watching it. That's weird. And also, uh, he accepted an award once, and he'd, like, talk shit about the people who gave him the award or something. I can't remember what it was. Isn't but anyway. He, isn't he also, like, wasn't he also, like, a Harvey Weinstein? Wasn't he, like, he has, like, oh, some he, connections to Harvey Weinstein? Yeah, he has, I think he's, like, they. he has some connection, and when Weinstein was put away, he then proceeded to make jokes about it. He was, like, the first person making fucking jokes. Yeah. Like I said, boring. But the sketch I saw was on the late show, or whatever his fucking thing is called. And he had this sketch where he was like, I'm gonna make my writer, one of my writers, watch every episode of Game of Thrones. He's never seen it before. And I thought, oh, okay, that's, like, a cool idea. You can give it, like, reactions to all the important shit that happens in the show. No. No. <laughs> There's none of that. The hu- the whole basis for the humor is that he's in this room watching it by himself. That's it. There's nothing from, like... <laughs> Did they maybe get told, like, oh, you can't show clips from the show? Or something? Probably. Probably. But they'd show, like, a couple. You know but- what's weird? Seth Meyer ha- does this thing, too. He has, like, a Game of Thrones segment where he... It's basically him just watching it with Leslie Jones, and it's their reaction to what's going on and them making jokes about what's going on. Yeah, but at least that has substance. Exactly. Like, this is just... Exactly. I'm what like it's not funny that you're watching it. It's fun the the what would be funny is like seeing how you react to it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Also watching it within the span of like a day, what would your reaction be? Like cuz there are people that die, main players that die super early on. And it's like would would that shot anyway, whatever. I'm putting way too much faith in James Corden and his uh writer friends. Um, alright, so now I've been, I've done a lot of talking, Thona, James Corden has definitely, I don't know, James Corden seems like, not much is happening with him, I feel like, like, he has done some groundbreaking things, like, um, carpool karaoke and stuff like that, but it's just like, what do you bring yeah, to the table, what do you bring to the talk show table, you know what I he, mean? Well, you see, like, all the, he has all those games, like, there's the one where it's like, uh, fill your guts or spill your guts mm-hmm. or whatever. That's a cool idea, but if it was anyone but him doing it, I would enjoy it more, maybe? <laughs> uh, Jimmy Fallon has something like that where it's like, um, it's like truth or shot or something like that. You basically do fa- flavored shots, and so you have to, they give you a question, and you can either answer it or do a shot. You don't have to tell them what the question is. You just have to give us an answer. And if you give us an answer, you have to explain what the question was to put the answer into context or do a uh, shot. Do you think that late night shows shouldn't exist anymore? No, I think they serve great entertainment, you know? It's a good platform to sort of... to It's a good platform for advertising to... For celebrities and for causes, you know? Yeah, but they're just... 
they're on every day of the week. Every well, every weekday at least. I feel like James Corden we don't we didn't need him. <laughs> we didn't need him. <laughs> and they're a good political they're they're a good place to go to for a neutral to, for a neutral like take on politics. Like Seth Meyers, John Oliver certainly. I And look. Conan in a sense, because Conan does this thing. It's on Netflix too. He I love thing- Conan. Ah, I love him too. His coolest um, gamers is hilarious. Oh yeah, uh, I, uh, yeah, he's great with that. But <laughs> his you coolest know, gamers with um God of War was so funny. Oh, I never saw that one. I saw the one uh he did on GTA Five though. That was great. Um, that was years ago, five years ago. He needs to do more. Oh they man, need to he do did a new GTA game. He did. He did a clueless gamer with Elijah Wood on um, what's it called? Um, Final Fantasy, and he, oh. they both started dissing it because <laughs> the person that jumps in to help Conan with the game and um, describe the game to him. Yeah, he was Aaron talking about or yeah, Aaron right? Aaron Blair. Aaron Blair was talking about something. He was telling Conan something, and then Conan and Elijah were just sort of like teasing the game and shit, making fun of the game. And I they, used to. And they I were really... told. They were told the fan Final Fantasy team was outside their door. <laughs> they were they heard everything. They saw everything. That's great. That's really good. Oh man. That's like the perfect cringe. Um uh That's like a surprise cringe. I I think I used to subscribe to the Clueless Gamer stuff, but then I unsubscribed because it just became like a lot of live streams of just Aaron playing, and it's like, yeah, dude, I don't, I don't. <laughs> I miss, I, I miss him and Conan just doing stuff, you know. Like, hey, play yeah. more video games. But I think a lot of people started drawing out because they realize, oh, if Conan makes fun of our games, that's bad press. Now I think, I don't know. I mean, I have, have I ever bought a game based on what happens in there? No. Nah. No, I don't think so. But then again, we're talking about Americans. And you know, uh, Americans and brand loyalty goes hand in hand like Americans and McDonald's. Wow. You're really uh, swinging today, aren't you, dude? <laughs> Those fucking McDonald's eaters. McDonald's on every block. <laughs> My friend made that joke. I was like, hey, I like McDonald's. It's true, actually. Now that I think about it, where I went went last time I went to the US there was like a McDonald's on every block. <laughs> um Oh man. Okay, so we should actually talk about a topic, right? Yeah, do you want to talk about what happened in Notre Dame? Don't you mean Notre Dame? My apologies. <laughs> my apologies my fe- my fellow Southern Californian. How could I ever have Dude, pronounced the I- name wrong? I hate that. <laughs> I only realized how much I hated it yesterday when my wife said it to me, and I was like, "Oh, you honey, uncultured I'm sorry. swine!" Yeah, well, I didn't say that, and I I wouldn't agree to that. Um, but yeah, there's just there is a I don't understand why it's Notre Dame. Sorry, that's not really the point though. So the it burned, right? This, yeah. A lot of the roof and shit, I'd say a good quarter of it is burnt to a crisp now. Alright, well, there goes history. 
But the thing is, nobody got hurt. It was being the accident Wait, happened. Wait, wasn't there a firefighter who passed or something? I'm not sure. I think I, I saw something on Twitter about that. By the time that... yesterday, I heard that nobody was hurt. That a lot of the art was taken away because of um, because they were doing renovations on the cathedral, and oh, it was a that's how it was it a workplace. Fire. Yeah, right. it was a workplace accident. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> and Imagine a lot of... being that person. <laughs> no. You know what sucks, though? What? A lot of the people in Paris, well, I wouldn't say a lot. There's a good fraction of people blaming blaming it on um, Muslim people. Oh, I'd love to see, see what proof they have, or uh-huh. literally any Especially substance. since it was confirmed it was a workplace accident. Exactly. That's wild. And you know what's also really crazy? Like a twist to his on the day the cathedral was burning, Macron was the... supposed to come out and give a speech about the um yellow vest protests. What the hell? Or something of the sort. He was, it's he was like supposed to give a speech today. Bad shit is happening the day before like important shit is meant to happen. Like yeah. with Nipsey. Nipsey was supposed to have a meeting with um Alright, this is where I completely fucking fail. He was supposed to have a meeting with someone about... Mm-hmm. It was so, it's something to do with gangs. Look, I'm not totally versed on this. This is just off the top of my head. And, yeah, so, but then he, he was, you know, unfortunately, uh, we did lose Nipsey the day before. Um, and now, unfortunately, yesterday, we did lose Notre Dame, uh, the, the church? Cathedral. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, what do you think the next thing's gonna be? Do you think the no. Avengers movie is gonna have all the copies burned the day before it comes out? Apparently the whole movie leaked. Fuck off. You yeah. serious? Yeah, I didn't see it, cause, I mean, if it leaked, it's on websites that require your credit cards and shit like that, or, like, websites that are super malware and phishing. But, I like, woke up. I'm pretty sure the movie's taken down now, but yesterday, it was leaked. Someone... At Disney or Marvel is more fired than anyone has ever been in history. Oh yeah. And this is right after they hit a home no, run. No, 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 no. The clips, the spoilers. I won't tell you what the spoilers were, but the spoilers, were, when I was watching them, they were blurry. They weren't high def. It looked like it was like a cam. It was like someone was recording it on a screen. And they were like, okay. they were choppy, like. One spoiler to the next wouldn't flow like it was happening in a movie. It would flow like certain clips were chopped off and chopped in. Okay. Yeah, so it looked like... That's weird, because it does make me wonder where it came from. I currently know the... It had uh, Arabic subtitles too, so... Oh. I know. Alright. Well, okay, I was gonna say that, like, trailer companies only get given so much footage to make a trailer... And then you have, like, um, I think it's being, the first 20 minutes is being screened in Korea mm-hmm. on the press tour. So mm-hmm. I said, when my wife, my lovely wife, woke me up this morning and said, hey, it leaked, I saw some spoilers, and I was like, if you tell me, I'll be furious. Um, I asked her, I was like, oh, is it, I'd mentioned that, and she was like, these were not the first 20 minutes. What I saw. No, they were definitely like mismatched clips 
of things. Okay. And you well, know what? Please don't tell me anything. I won't. I promise you I won't. The this clips, is 10 years of my life. If anything, the clips are definitely trailer or like TV spot worthy. They make you want to see the movie more to put into context to see fully. You know what I mean? Oh, these shit. Spoilers okay. Could be, these spoilers it might be. Could it totally might be. totally be weaponized as like trailer shit. Well, it might be that this is what the, they're doing for TV spots after. Um, the movie comes out, because when, uh, so spoilers for Infinity War, if you haven't seen it, I mean, who the fuck are you? But, <laughs> that's, okay, that that was kind of dumb, but if you're listening to this, you probably have seen it. Um, there's the bit where Thor arrives in Wakanda, and that was in none of the marketing, and everyone was like, woo! Um, yeah, they apparently, for the trailer for Endgame, they filmed certain fake things, like, um... I think it was either Steve or Tony asking one another if you trust me, and then they shake yeah. hands and look at each other, and they're like, I trust you. I've always trusted you. It's like, all right. Yeah, and there's that brilliant clip of uh, the directors being like, that isn't even in the movie. And then his brother is like, just looking visibly like, you shouldn't be saying this shit right now. <laughs> like, I mean, he's now smiling. It's, I, I feel like... The one Rooster brother that said that definitely was like, hey man, this is about to get more people in the seats of our theaters. Yeah. Also, there's a lot of weird discrepancies with the trailers. Um, Number one being, you know the the clip you were just talking about? The, Uh, do you trust me? So, that looks like it's in New York. Yeah, the weather. Yeah. And... Uh, Steve and what is wearing, they're wearing. Steve looks like he's wearing either the Infinity War suit, where it's like all torn up, or like a newer one. I forgot what in that trailer where they're both shaking hands. I, I thought I saw Steve in a gray shirt, like the shirt he wore in um Winter Soldier. No, that might be Tony. No, and I, I, it looked like they were wearing plain clothes. They weren't in suit. That's what I remember from it, possibly. You might be Dang. thinking of those spoilers that you were mentioning so lot. So nah, nah, nothing like that was in the spoilers. It was all different shit. <laughs> so hey, I didn't say anything. I know, I know. Sorry, I'm just really on edge. Okay, I probably shouldn't add my Twitter username to this episode just for the. You know week. what? You know it's also weird. Like in the trailer and like the teasers. Why is there so much bread going around? Like, a lot of people are like why is. Why is Thor eating a bowl of bread? Wait, what? Is that like, a thing? Yeah, like, and I think it was either the first or second teaser. They, they were, it was just showing all of them in chairs looking sad and sitting down. I'm just like, someone yeah. took a screenshot. I was like, why is there so much bread well, on the table? Well, I mean, 50% of all life is wiped out, right? So, like... That wouldn't increase your livestock because fifty percent of your livestock would die. So maybe and bread is the only of thing all people. Plant life. Yeah. All organisms, germs. Thor. I'm sorry, not Thor. What's his name? Josh Berlin's character, Thanos. Thanos, you dumb fuck. You yeah. stupid dumb fuck. T. Hanos. T. Hanos. What'd that do? That did nothing. Who would win in a fight between uh, One Punch Man and Thanos? I'm sorry, but One Punch Man, I, what do you, do I need to teach oh, this lesson again, so old I've man? I've been thinking, I've been, th- <laughs> how many times do we need to teach you this lesson? 
<laughs> last time. I, it's in his name. I have a ca- okay, listen. I have an update on the One Punch Man versus Goku fight, okay? I think they'd be evenly matched. Ah, shit, here we go again. No, listen to me, alright? Just listen to what I have to say. So, One Punch Man needs one punch, right? Yeah, he takes He just needs to land a punch. Yeah. Here's the thing. Goku has Ultra Instinct, which is, like, the highest form of martial arts you can achieve, which means... Your body and your mind are separate. Your body moves independently of your mind and dodges literally every single attack thrown at you. Right, but so the, la- the Latin... One Punch Man can throw as many punches as he wants, but he's not going to hit Goku. He doesn't really need to hit Goku either. It could... Remember the episode, episode 5 that we watched last time on Sunday? Uh, he so doesn't need... He's super fast... He's he can jump and leap high bounds, and he doesn't really need to land a punch on you. He just needs one punch to destroy you. That doesn't necessarily need to land on you. You could be in the direction of the punch. Like remember when he he went to punch Genos, but then he just tapped him, and then when Genos turned around, the environment around him was split yeah. into like a concave. It doesn't need to land to get you. That's true, but like if. If he does get him, then, like, uh... Dude, one punch I, I... man. The whole point of him yeah, is but that the he's whole better point than is everyone. That the punch lands. If he's one punch man, but I always fucking miss, man, then he wouldn't be land. very good. The thing is, if Goku has whatever you just said, so yeah. does Saitama, because that's the whole point of his character. He has everything that everyone else already fought for. Because he worked out a hundred times. That's his whole shtick. Dude, there's a guy, there's a giant bee that just flew down my road. I don't know if you heard it. What kind That'll of be plant great life for the do podcast. you have in London? <laughs> I'm sorry, bro, but Goku is getting dusted by Satan. Uh, That's the whole point. That's the whole hey. point of the parody. Yeah, I don't know why I'm still arguing this. How many times do I need to learn this lesson? Exactly. Any Brexit update over there, bro? Oh, God, dude. I honestly... I'm so disconnected from that now. I used to be following it every day, but now it's just... Didn't you guys hold a second referendum? No, that's the dream. (laughs) That's the... That's the dream. That's the dream. Well, here's the thing, right? You have the Prime Minister... I'm going to explain Brexit to you guys, alright? It might not be correct, but this is the gist of it. So you have the Prime Minister who is, like, steadfast on leaving. She is, like, committed to just getting out of here. And I think it's purely for, like, the legacy of it being her that did it. Or, like, her deal that got us through. Mm -hmm. Like, she was the Prime Minister that did this. She's Mm -hmm. been... A very bad prime minister, but to mm. be fair, she has had like so much shit thrown at her. That she, like, wasn't she for stay? She wanted to stay in the EU, did she not? Yeah, she was a remainer. Um, mm. But here's the thing: when there was the initial vote, there was so much p- false propaganda put around mm-hmm. that people and people were so uneducated about this by Nigel had, by Nigel Farage and his crew and um yeah. The and there's a whole mayor of London. There's a HBO drama about it, starring Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, 
it's it's supposed to be good. I don't know. Um, but so he went around spreading all this false propaganda um, about it. And then everyone was so uneducated, they were like, oh, well, that sounds good. Like, if you give the national, like, insurance more money, uh, like, national health insurance more money uh, each month, then I'll finally get whatever I need from them or whatever. But it was all lies. So, but but those people voted out. So And the people, they were told, like, they there was, like, a commercial over it, like, a TV spot, a commercial spot on... British television that was like, oh, look at these unnecessary rules and relegations simply for pillowcases. And um, I was watching a John Oliver segment because he's very, very... His one on Brexit is the best. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny too, so mm. good balance. He, he zoomed in on that picture. He took a screenshot of the whole, on the one screen cap talking about how, oh, look at all these relegations and shit for a pillowcase from the EU. <laughs> he zoomed in. None of that shit was about pillowcases. Really? They weren't, they weren't, it wasn't as deep as the commercial was making it. Yeah, see, you just, you can't trust these fucking snakes. Like, I don't know why you would in the first place. Like, they... It's very strange, too. This it's... mindset. Like, why would you trust these people when they... Do you believe? Do you not believe that they're lying when it's been proven time and time again? This is well, like the same question that. they ask Republicans: Why, why rally behind this president? Why rally behind this group when they've been shown to lie? Both of them appeal to like working class people, you know. But they do nothing. At, yeah, exactly. They're the most fucking elitist. Like it's it's very like, and the thing is, these are the people saying take back control from like the fucking bureaucrats or whatever but they are the bureaucrats yeah they're 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 like pocket healers for the fucking nra (laughs) (laughs) it's just the thing is at least i can talk about this for americans because i understand the plight these these country folk there's that be again. The country folk, the southerners, they're kind of getting tired of being called, oh, backwater dumbasses. Like, that's an understandable plight to have. Especially when it feels like that rhetoric is being mirrored by Democrats or being supported by Democrats. Mm. It just doesn't feel like you're being heard. They're being disenfranchised or they feel like they're being disenfranchised. So that's why they're like, well, at least the Republicans got my back. But the thing is, they don't. Yeah. They and really very, don't. They have none of your interests of fucking heart. And a lot of programs and s- segments and, like, TV shows such as CNN, MSNBC, John Oliver. Transgender people have just been banned from the military. Right now? Well, it happened a couple of days ago, but the ban is in full. But the U.S. is insisting it isn't a ban, except that it is. <laughs> like... It, they're like, it's not a ban, but they won't be allowed to serve in the armed forces. See and we'll, we won't be accepting any new transgender people to serve in the armed forces. I think there's, like, a legacy thing. It, there's, like, they have this weird rule where, like, if you came out between 2016 and now, you're fine. Damn. It's some weird shit. I it, mean... I mean... I don't think... I 
Well, I'm not trans, so I don't know if I can say this, but I don't think trans people should be in the military because well, it's more cost than reward, whatever you think you're getting from the military. Well, the military, like, serving in that, you know, it, it's its whole own conversation. You know, like, I personally don't really have much to say on it. But and the U.S. military machine is something else entirely. It's very yeah, frightening. But if they want to serve, they should have the right to do so. Yeah. And they yeah. shouldn't, you know, it's discrimination. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think, I don't think you should, I don't think anyone should serve in the U.S. Mm. I don't, I don't think they should see it as a prospect because it really, I mean, okay, I get it if you're poor and stuff, but like even then, you know what I mean? It's way more cost than whatever reward, whatever medal they give you. It really is. There was this I, video going around um, of this. It was on something called a, a... Hold on. Let me find it on Twitter. It's this new social media news platform. And they posted a video of this soldier. He, this is a soldier that would be called a whistleblower. In, Ameri right. in America's system. Talking about how they kill innocent families. And they do it haphazardly. Really? Like they're not, yeah. It's also really weird how whistleblowers are seen as like cowards in America's society. You know what I mean? It's like the way they treated uh, um, Assange. Not Assange. Assange is something else. I heard he. Wait, heard no, he was, yeah. Why did I think I get him and Snowden confused? Yeah, no. Snowden was something else. Snowden was way more responsible with. Or try to be more responsible. What happened to that dude? The guy's in Russia. What's he up to? He's, he's in hiding. Russia? He's in Russia. Well, alright. Yeah. Hope you're good, bud. At least Russia... I feel like Julian Assange... He's so weird and creepy looking. Did you see the videos of him trying to skateboard in his room? I feel bad for Ecuador. The Ecuadorian embassy? I wonder. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> if you ever wanted to see what uh, I do in my spare time, it's just skateboarding in my bedroom. <laughs> and at, at work as well. I forgot, but I feel like he had, like, rape allegation, allegations stacked against him or something of the sort. I know he was super fucking creepy, and a lot of people... For some reason, Pamela Anderson is his girlfriend. Yeah. Who who would... Yeah. I, I mean, out of those two, who would you rather date? Julian or Pamela? Pamela? Uh, wait. Shit, no. Pamela might Anderson's... be into, like, weird shit like Donald Trump or something. Yeah. Or actually, if she's friends with Assange, she wouldn't it's be like, into Trump, she... would she? No, she's definitely not. It's just weird. Friends with Assange. They're fucking They're or whatever. Yeah. And probably not anymore, because he's never going to be seen again. I feel like. Yeah, he's going to prison, bro. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, there's the, there was uh, Trump coming out and being like, I have no idea what WikiLeaks is, or whatever. And then cut to a clip of him on the campaign trail saying, I love WikiLeaks. Um, yeah, yeah, the and now he's just like, I don't know what a WikiLeaks is. What is uh, that? Oh, so, 
um, back to the transgender military ban quickly. Um, so it's apparently the the Pentagon has reported that um, I think uh, I think the budget was eight point five million spent on trans uh, gender soldiers or mm-hmm. personnel. Is that the right word? Um, I, I don't know what military terms. Uh, but then, so 8.5 million seems like a lot of money, but then you think about, like, the amount of funding the fucking military gets. Yeah. That's, and then you think that's about... pennies to them. The amount of times Trump has gone out golfing. It's cost the taxpayer about $96 million. He's been on 168 golf trips in his presidency of, like, over a year. Just o Wait. Oh, shit. It's two years now, isn't it? Fucking hell, dude. Time does fly. And what's worse is the dossier that FBI dude or whatever was dropping, it didn't... It didn't, the way they worded it was like, we don't have anything on him yet, but we're pretty sure he's doing something fishy. Yeah. Uh, I I think, yeah. (laughs) America's a joke now. Because of this. (laughs) It kind of is. It is like a TV show. This is like very low-hanging fruit to make fun of, but like, fucking hell, it's, it's... It's Bro, kind of cathartic, isn't it? Low. It's on the ground. It's rotting. It's on the ground. These... No, it's it's gotten to the point where it's like making fun of itself now. At, yeah. It's like a fucking cycle. It's a self. You know what's funny? A lot of you watch Veep, don't you? Oh, I love Veep. Veep is fucking Do, excellent. I, I, I remember one of my friends was like, "Yo, everything that happened on Veep is kind of happening in real life now." Mm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I uh I oh, definitely agree. Nightmare. We should can we watch an episode of Veep after this? Is that alright? I have one I want to show you. Mayhaps. It's, Veep, uh, when I watched Veep, I was like, I don't find this funny, but I do appreciate Julia Louise Dreyfus being president. When did did you start from the beginning? I think so. That's probably a mistake. See I watched the first two episodes of season five on a plane and I was like, this is sick. And then I watched it from the beginning, and it's like a slow start. I think it might take a while to get... The humor definitely takes a while to take off mm-hmm. in the show. Because, like, when people talk about Veep, they're usually talking about the latest stuff. Like, after season two. Um, so, yeah, I th- I, I, I'll I show you an episode. I think you might like it. Chris Maloney is great in it. He's in Chris a couple Maloney's episodes. Chris Maloney's in it? I'll show you his episode. How about that? Uh, good old Chris Maloney. How about that? Fat ass. Did you ever watch Happy? No, it's on Netflix. I've been meaning to. Because it looks funny. We sh- uh, I should watch it. Yeah, Patton Oswalt's supposed to be in it too, right? Oh, good old Patton. Grant Morrison. He's going to get the- those checks. Why? Well, it's his comic. Wait, it's a comic? Yeah. I had no idea. Good for Grant Morrison, I guess. Yeah, but I thought we don't like him at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like back in the day, he used to write really engaging and provocative stories. Like, I know a lot of people have their beef with new X-Men, but it was kind of, it was like a page turner, you know what I mean? 
And his Animal Man run. Really oh, good. Yeah. Didn't he did he do a Suicide Squad run? I think if I don't know. It doesn't it feel like his new shit just doesn't slap anymore, you know what I mean? Like I, I get don't, Oh, I started reading the Green Lantern and I just couldn't continue with it. It's like I mean I love Liam Sharp's on it. He's like his art, his splash pages are beautiful. It's just like Grant, what's going on? Shit don't slap no more. You're Chief, making me go backwards okay? instead of forwards with your pages. I uh yeah, that's right. I um I'm really hoping he doesn't end up writing the Flash movie with Ezra Miller and they just silently cast a new Flash or something. Ezra you know Miller what? I don't know. It's I feel like it's a suit. I just want a different suit. Because, I see, Flash is one of the characters where you need to full-on embrace the superhero-ness yeah. and the super-speed mythos. You can't do a dark Flash. He's camping. Not even, He no, has a museum dedicated to him. Not even that. Because I think with Ezra, it was always going to be, not campy, but it was always going to be funny and, like, hearty. It's just, you have to embrace the superhero-ness and, like golden ageness of flash because of the suit because if mm. you just go regular degular like a average superhero movie the suit it's just you, you need to lean into it to make the suit work like not even lean into it. you need to put the pedal to the metal simply because if anything else not even i'm not even talking about a dark movie or a serious movie which a flash could handle if you had it up against something that took itself very very easy you know what i mean it's just if well, you had something average it just wouldn't work i don't know i think it ugly. would the suit ugly bro yeah look the suit looks it, it okay it looks practical it looks it, it's cool that it looks real like it looks like you can touch it like yeah, but in it's terms just of the, superhero costumes, the sometimes they just thing. look too CGI. But yeah, the, the head, head it, it's a it's weird, so ugly. It's a weird See, shape. Is, it's like a bug. Is, yeah, this is why. You know how I I remember telling you this once. I never liked Cyclops's red suit. His like all new Marvel red suit. Dude, I hated it. It was ugly. You can't talk to me about that. That's the best suit he's had. Nah. Now, his 90s fit is the best. And you know what? Flash suit would work. You know, Wally's new look. That would work. And I know a lot of Flash fans are like, hey, Barry's already taken enough out of Wally. Well, let him take this one if we're going to get a Flash movie because I, I cannot stand the head. Like, it's just I, like the condom suit sucks. I think with the Flash movie... So, okay, if you were going... If I was going to make a Flash movie, what I would do is I wouldn't make it dark. I would put in the... I would... Uh, I'd make it, like, similar tone to... Um, let's see. See, what has you a have nice to specify, of- dude. You have to specify, cause one thing I feel like when people say I don't want a dark movie, it's just like you don't want a dark movie from DC. If Marvel did it, y'all would be fine okay. with it. You know which movie had a perfect tone for what it was, and for what the Flash could be. Star I'm Trek waiting. Beyond. The third in the Chris Pine Star Trek movies. I felt like that movie was boring. Well, th- well, I don't agree with that. But what was so good about that was that it didn't feel like 
it felt like it was an issue or an episode of a TV show, but just done really well and expanded upon. Like, I really love spoilers for Star Trek Beyond. Watch it. There's the Idris Elba character. There's the whole twist. You learn more about his story as it unfolds. I think you can do a really kick-ass Flash movie, make it lighthearted by making the villains such a huge part of the movie. Maybe make the villains the You rogues. have to. Flash is very personal. Flash is one of the few characters that's very close. But and the I'm- vibe I get from Ezra and mm. from like what the DCEU was supposed to be is that he wants this to be a dark movie probably about Barry solving his mum's murder or something and I'm assuming that the villain is going to be frickin' Zoom or whoever. Yeah. Reverse Flash. And look, it's not that that probably wouldn't look cool in a movie. Like, I'm sure you could really knock those, like, Speed Force fights out of the park, especially on a high budget, but it's just that we've seen it before. We've seen so many movies where a hero fights, like, the mirror image of themselves. You have Iron Man, (laughs) the Hulk, uh, Iron Man 2, uh, Captain America, uh, could you imagine Gorilla Grodd? That would screen. be amazing. That would be scary. That would be cool. Because I remember reading somewhere that people have, like, some, a backseat fear when it comes to, like, apes and um, primates, especially when it comes to gorillas. There's, like, a mm. backseat fear that you don't really, like, know you have. But imagine if you had a giant fucking gorilla speaking coherent sentences, talking about, like, some rah-rah bullshit about all humanity needs to bow to him or something. I think it's like, I don't like this. It's because of their strength. I think it's because, like, people are always saying stuff like, oh, a a chimpanzee could rip your fucking face off if you get close enough. That Mm -hmm. shit's scary, dude. That shit, yeah, but no, gorillas are something else because they're bigger. They, because we all, uh, there's a lot of common knowledge about primates and shit like that, that, oh, they're very similar to us in terms of society, emotions, having opposable thumbs and all that, but then you have this, <laughs> you have the this most gi- important, the most important, opposable thumbs, <laughs> they could give a thumbs up, it's just like, a gorilla grot on the screen would be cool, but then I, like I said, for that to happen, you'd have to really lean into the whole, Flash is just a prime example of how much, how hard pedal to the metal you have to push the superhero-ness of it. But, again, like I said, Barry Allen and Wally West, too, and the Flash family have always dealt with dark topics. Speaking of dark topics, have you been reading Heroes in Crisis? Yeah. What is going on with Wally? What's the deal? I I think Tom King's trying to do the whole, is he the person that killed everyone, or was it someone else? Because right now... Wally, right? I, f- I think so. I'm not sure. It's just weird because nobody... For a comic that's supposed to be a mental mental illness, even though it is exploiting that, it's not really even touched upon in the comic. It doesn't even feel like there's anything there to exploit for Tom King because he d- he's not talking about it. You'll have like nine panels of this character sitting down and doing certain different movements in a panel or two, but they're not really saying anything to you. He's dancing around, like, metaphors, and, like, he's beating around the bush with this shit. Nobody's sitting down. Just quickly, 
just and quickly. I'm fucked up because of this. To our listeners, uh, if you aren't aware, Heroes in Crisis is a DC comic book. It focuses on uh, a sanctuary for mm-hmm. superheroes, and they go there after they've had some trouble. Uh, almost every superhero has gone there, and they do these little video diaries. Blah blah blah. And but anyway, there's a mass there too, murder. Apparently. Yeah, there's a mass murder there. And a lot uh, of B- the main suspects are Booster Gold and Harley Quinn. And, and Wally. That's all but I can say about the comic, because I have no fucking idea what's going on. Here's the thing. <laughs> the characters in the comic book, in the pages, think Booster did it. But it, they also show Wally, and you're supposed to... You're, the comic book is setting up, hey, we all know Booster didn't do it. But maybe Harley did it. But look at and Wally over Poison there. Poison Ivy is back to life now, and she's green again? She's not green in the comic. Yeah, she's, she's green. No, she isn't. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, she's green, I swear. Well, you know what? Good for that, because I got tired of white <laughs> That was the whole point of it. <laughs> just make her green. Just make her green. It's just, like I said, no, none of the characters are talking about what struggle... They're... He's. It's weird. They're they're not telling you what they've been through, when they're doing mm. the whole sit down, and oh da 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 blah blah blah. Hey, you literally had to kill someone. You why don't you just talk about that straightforward? Well, what? Me- it's like like I said, he's not really using and enabling mental illness and mental yeah. instability in this comic for him to even exploit it's just he's just kind of it's, it's like, like what the, are you saying bro what the it's fuck like are you the talking about very bare bones of it it's like there's he's no like interesting being, discussions being he's had. trying to be poetic but you can't be poetic if you're not in some shape or form telling us somehow in a straightforwardness, what you're being poetic about. Or also, this feels like it's supposed to be trying to say something, but it's not. What are you... Exactly. You it have... Was, it was never going to say anything the moment we realized it was going to be a whodunit story. It shouldn't have been that to begin with. You shouldn't have called it Heroes in Crisis. You should have called it Hero in Crisis and just had it about Wally West. There is an amazing story to be told about a man who is brought into a different universe where his wife wants nothing to do with him and he had doesn't have his kids but he remembers them clearly in his head. I feel like there's an amazing story to be told there. And yeah. it no and one an has extension done it. you could have done that with Superman cuz the Superman we have is from pre-52 and he definitely I mean with Wally should be the front four cuz he doesn't have his wife and kids unlike Clark. But Clark also has lost his friends, has lost Himself in a city that doesn't... That's something, but mm. not everything. You know what I mean? You could it's, have, it, like, a short one-shot with that. It's also weird that they introduced the pre-52 Superman at the same time, like, they were teasing all what eventually became, you know, Doomsday Clock. And you feel like it would have some meaning that he is from the pre-52. And, like, obviously at the time it was just... a like a, not, it was kind of, do you think Like it was a promise that Rebirth was going to fix everything. Yeah, it, it, it was. I think they forgot. I, th- I think maybe they just 
it really was just that because in the comic where they introduce it it's it kind of sets it up as to have some sort of meaning because mm-hmm. he's like oh you'll know what to do eventually or whatever but mm-hmm. i think it, it'll probably just come down to the superman dr manhattan conversation that will get in four years when the next issue releases or doomsday whatever. clock for its sparsity in terms of like publishing and putting out the book doomsday clock is very good it was supposed to be done by now yeah i know it's just like you know what sucks it's really really good like it's doing what tom king thinks it's he's doing you know what i mean <laughs> i i like i i think it's very uneven i do like the writing don't get me wrong but it's telling first a good o- it story. starts off as as watchmen and then it just all of a sudden does a fucking 180 twist, and then it's all about the DC heroes. Now, both of them are individual stories, but mm-hmm. I have no idea how this connects. Yeah, connects. I mean, I mean in the first issue, doesn't they come from the Watchmen universe to the DC universe to find something or someone, and then... Uh, Manhattan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, okay, cool, I get that. But you know what's really cool? Something really cool happened in the last, or... um the one before the last issue of Doomsday Clock. Yeah. So, you know, um, Firestorm? You know his whole yeah. shtick? Him and his He's professor. He's revealed to be... Huh? Him, you know the whole shtick with Firestorm? Him and his professor accidentally, like, something happened to them and the professor's yeah. in his head while he's doing the hero business stuff. It was revealed that the professor did that on purpose. Yeah, the superhuman the pro- theory or whatever. Yeah, the, the professor's actually an evil guy. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. cool. That's a cool take. I want to see more and of that. And it's also a kind of hero where, like, if you do do that, not many people will care. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just have <laughs> Alfred be like, oh, I killed your parents. <laughs> or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be crazy. You'd have to set that if... Okay, if you were no, to we're do that No, we're not writing Alfred, this. <laughs> I know, no. but I'm just saying, if you were to do that with such a popular character... You'd have to, you have to, you'd have to set that up for years, and mm. then do it in like twenty twenty five, maybe. Yeah. But like, yeah, like you said, because he's a B lister, you know. That's what I've well, been saying. Well, not only that, but there are ver- like the very nature of Firestorm kind of makes him the perfect character for that twist because exactly, he, he he's two def- different people, and, and he, he will, has also and they both been rely on each other. Yeah, and he's and also been mixed trust... with other people in the past. Yeah, and to have that um, trust be betrayed. Because it's also very personal and intimate. You have a guy in your head, ha- literally in your head, helping you save the day, helping you save people, and only to find out, hey, this guy's actually a bad guy, and he's been fucking around with you. Yeah, and he wanted Cause to be concern. in your head. Yeah, That's what's the creepiest He's using part. you. Yeah, he ooh, wants ooh, ooh. to be in there, in your head. Think about that. That's. I hope that becomes like a main page thing, because I want to see more of that. I definitely want to see where that goes. Well, this is. I. I feel like these issues should have been way earlier on. Like it. It, it felt like it just dragged for like the first seven issues, and then all of a sudden it's going at like breakneck speed. Mm-hmm. I feel like they were trying to, I feel like G.F. Johns was trying to, like, he's trying to give you two things. He's trying to give you, like, the story of why are the Watchmen here, and he's also trying to, like, tell the, I think Doomsday Clock is what's 
trying to push Rebirth forward into what it's supposed to be, but it's coming out so sparsely that people forget what happened last issue. Well, it should have been first issue Watchmen, second issue DC, next issue Watchmen. It should have been back and forth, back and forth. Like, but then again... I think it was. I think the reason why we don't recognize that is because it's it barely comes out in a consecutive matter. It might be the same situation with Mr. Miracle where I might just need to read it again as one piece. Yeah. Because I've That's been reading Doomsday Clock for a year, year and a half now, and I'm not even finished. Exactly. Because... Dude, why aren't they letting GF just come out with this? To be fair, that guy... He's gone from DC now. No, he isn't. He's writing Shazam. No, he's gone. He, well, he is writing Shazam, but he's he's not fired. But he's not like the head of their creative director anymore, or whatever. He's not he's the gone. CCO anymore. No, he uh, he's left to go find his own. Uh, uh, he's starting his own studio, and he's also screenwriting. He's doing a movie. I can't remember who it's for. I think it might be Green Lantern. Green Lantern I c- Corps. I might be. I'm I mean, probably he's, wrong. He writes. He doesn't just write for the movies. He writes for like the shows too. On Let DC me look Universe? this up. Don't oh, say speaking. Geoff is leaving DC. Geoff. Geoff is the real is the reason why DC is DC for all we love. Don't say that. Well. Look. I don't think. I think. G- Jeff Johns can kind of, when he writes white male heroes, they kind of blend together for me a bit. Like, Barry Allen, his Barry Allen isn't that interesting, really. Yeah, but Barry Allen was never gonna be, I mean, you have to have a special certain yeah. writer. Like, Mark Wade understands the Flash family for all it is. Mark Wade could write you a Barry and a Wally. Here we go. This is it. Uh, right. So he started his own production company called Mad Ghost. He's writing right. the Lantern Corps. Oh, wait. This yeah, is and Wonder Woman 1984. So, okay, that's cool that Jeff is writing it because he's a comic book writer. However, I don't know. I his, don't know. His, you, you can't deny his Hal. His Hal Jordan is really good. I think... The Green Lanterns don't work on screen as they would in a comic book. I don't think you can directly translate it. Because when you see people in, like, tight green spandex in the, you know, comic book, it's a lot, like, different to seeing that in person. On screen. I think they'd need to wear, like, an actual uniform. Like, yeah. maybe, like, a jacket or Or you know or what something. they could do? They could, um, be, they could just use the ring and wear hard light suits. It's kind of like Overwatch with Symmetra. She can literally e- bend reality with hard light. Like Mass Effect. The, yeah. the Sentinel, uh, power. That's nerdy. <laughs> That's nerdy. Yeah, no, but I think it, it could works. work. Like I said, you have to lean in heavily. You have to embrace... The kookiness, the no, but I can, I can totally see like the Green Lantern movie costume just being like, I don't know, just like a jacket or something. It depends, like, but you have to realize each Green Lantern member 
wears their suit. They wear their suit differently. Like yeah. some of the female lanterns wear dresses or wear shorts. That's a comic book male How artist thing. Mask. Yeah. Whereas John doesn't, and John doesn't wear um gloves like the others, because he's willing to get his hands dirty. <laughs> yeah, like and when then, he killed that whole planet. Remember that? Twice. Poor guy. He twice. <laughs> twice. Poor John. Good for him. We love him. I think he's got the rough end of the stick. Yeah. Guy Gardner or something else. So Guy Gardner's the one that wears the jacket. And he's, I, he should be the only one wearing the jacket. Because he is makes it possible jackets look f- bad. <laughs> it's, is it possible for me to say uh, Hal Jordan writes without sounding like I'm saying whites for rights? White, white, m- fuck. Whites, shit. Rights for, yeah. Is it, because I feel like people discount Hal because he's just kind of like, he's, I guess he's been in less stuff. Everyone's like, my Green Lantern is Jon Stewart. Yeah. But I kind of prefer Hal. Like, yeah. Maybe I'm fucking I love boring. all of them. I'll be honest. I love all of them. I love all of the Green Lantern Corps, except mm. for a, a few some. But, like, yeah, no, Hal, I feel like Hal, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Hal hasn't really been in a lot of stuff. Well, I think because, and this is no detriment Ryan to Reynolds John, movie. but I think a lot of people, when they see Green Lantern... Like, as part of the Justice League. Do you notice how, whenever he's part of the Justice League, he's Jon Stewart? Mm-hmm. Like, he was going to be Jon Stewart in the movie, the George Miller movie that they never made. Mm. Um, I feel like that, I mean, it, yeah, the cartoon, I think sure, when, but like... Well, there's two things. I think... <sighs> yeah. What on. I'm trying to get at here is that if you did a Green Lantern... Kyle Rayner should be the hero in a Green Lantern Corps movie. Yeah. No, I, I, if we're getting the Green Lantern character. Corps, they, when it comes to these four, and the very few times we've seen them all together on a comic book, they all really work well as a team, because you they're like the A-team of the Green Lantern Corps. That's what they are. Mm. They're like the A-team. Well, it's like, it's like that episode of It's Always Sunny, where they sell the gas. They're like, yeah. well, Guy's the wild card... Kyle, no, John is the brains, uh, Kyle is the looks, no, Hal is the looks. Hal is the looks, Kyle and is Charlie Day. No, Guy is the muscle, and Hal is the looks. Yeah, Hal is definitely Glenn Howerton. And John is the brains, Guy is the muscle, and Hal is the wild Kyle card. is Charlie. Wait, 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 wait. Shit, wait, I've messed I've this messed... up again. No, you know what, no, Guy is Danny DeVito, Kyle is Charlie Day. Hal is Glenn Howard in. Oh, jeez, I've messed it up. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, right? They, it's they hard. all bring certain... I just think... I think the reason why we don't see Hal as much anymore, like, in stuff outside of comics, is because of Ryan Reynolds and his flop well, Green I, Lantern. I think Jon Stewart is more popular because he's been in more outside media. I feel... Like, I mean, to DC fans, he's a fan... He could be a fan... I don't, I don't really think Jon Stewart's really popular because Hal is definitely way more popular than Jon and Kyle is definitely on the same level as being popular as Hal. 
Hal and Kyle yeah. are definitely more popular than John than when I see from a general audience and in the scope of we've just seen John more. You know what I mean? We've just seen John yeah. a little bit more. But then again, he's only been in like a cartoon while Hal hasn't. I don't know. The Green Lanterns, they're yeah, they've they're underdogs in a sense. Even though everyone I I don't know. I just feel like yeah, they're underdogs in a sense because we don't really what see enough. Mo- of them. What storyline could you even use for a Green Lantern Corps movie? Like Yellow Lanterns is obvious, but then again, Red, that's just the same easier. problem as the Iron Man fighting another guy yeah, in Iron so Man. Yeah, so introduce suit. all of them. Introduce all of the lanterns. The Red Lantern. I <laughs> that's wanna, too much. Nah, I want to see my Red Lanterns. They are my favorite Lantern Corps. My absolute favorite. I don't. Mm. I mean. The the reason why the Green Lanterns work is because they have other they don't their rogue gallery is very galactical and cosmic. There are other lanterns and a, because of Star Sapphire. I think you should just tell like a I think I don't think going that hard like that fast is the way to go. Maybe I not think... that hard that fast, but definitely introduce them because they make up the mythos of Green Lantern. I would love to see orange lanterns on screen or what are they called amber lanterns no they're called orange lanterns they don't re- actually there's only one guy he doesn't really call himself yeah lawfleys lawfleys <laughs> what a dude it's honestly genius whoever came up with lawfleys at dc deserves a race because the idea of like one guy being the whole core because he's just so, in his ring so selfish and greedy exactly it's yeah, it's really good. It hits. It, it slaps. You know, but yeah. you, I really want to see Star Sapphire. If they were going to ever do, like, a Green Lanterns 2 or something, they could, like, introduce the Star Sapphire course because that's really cool. Because you have to realize the Green Lanterns exist because they can weaponize an emotion, a part of the emotional spectrum, as do the others. And they do. Mm. Which would be cool to see because people would ask that question if you introduced the Green Lanterns. Hey... We can do this because of the power of our own will and imagination. Then you're like, okay, but what if I'm really, really angry? Well, there you go. Red lanterns. <laughs> well, there you well, go. There you go. No. I want to see yeah. Carol. Carol Ferris. I think as Star Sapphire. The way to do Star Sapphire is to make her a villain to start with. But that's like, not how maybe her story just works. have her. Well, no, I mean. But well, it is no, it because isn't. originally she was just brainwashed yeah, by the Zamorans, exactly. right? You can't, yeah, that's what oh, I mean. Oh, okay. I thought you meant she was a bad guy from the cut. I mean, that wouldn't. Work. Oh no, no, no! Like it's it's Carol. It's Carol. She, she works with Hal. Carol. Carol was Carol's story was a good metaphor for the complications of love, and when she over and when she came to and started being a star sapphire on her own, right? There are there's a lot of metaphors you can. You know, you know what I'm saying. There's a lot of things you can give yeah. us with that. Well, you could have it be like maybe she just goes out at night and tries to like beat up Hal, and he figures out it's her doing it, but she doesn't even know that she's doing mm-hmm. it because she's being brainwashed. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, off the top of my head. And maybe she I'm comes to you because movie, she starts loving God. herself and she trusts herself to be with Hal and to be her own person, and thus she overcomes the brainwashing. And she makes the Star Sapphire Corpse better, which she did. That'd be, like I said, that'd be something to see on the screen for us ladies. And I mean... You already wrote the movie, dude. I mean, think of it. 
a lot of female superheroes in comics and in any iteration, it's kind of like, ew, pink, pink is girly, we're strong, you know what I mean? And that's mainly because of male writers. To see a female superhero embrace femininity and self-love and not, not it be a butt of the joke or of any joke, it would be cool to see. I'm just think of a pretty pink There's... superhero. That'd be nice. Yeah, that's true. It's, yeah, and a lot of people would feel they would be able to see themselves in Carol. It'd be just, it'd be nice. I want to see Star Sapphire. It'd be pretty. I, I think, I think she'd be great. Uh, it, I'm just, it's a bit. She's a bit hard, hard to introduce as a character, though. I mean, if you introduce like... her as a regular love interest, that sort of gets hijacked and brainwashed, that's easy. Do it like they did with um, Widowmaker and her husband, Gerard, in Overwatch. It'd just be like oh that. Oh my god, you're Except fucking obsessed with Overwatch. I am, but <laughs> just less assassin stuff and more brainwashed stuff. All right. I think Carol would be... It'd be easy to introduce her, but then you'd have to make the story <laughs> central. Which I guess could work if... I think you made it a fr- a buddy cop who's going through something. Well, I'm just thinking from the perspective of like, okay, if I'm a movie executive, I want to tell like a really good Green Lantern story that's gonna get butts in seats. But it, it wouldn't be the one about his girlfriend. It would be the one with like the huge villain or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because that's just they could what probably do it. Would wanna... They could probably they probably wouldn't. I guess we don't really <laughs> imagine know. if it was just a rom com. <laughs> if it that's was cool. like. I like this girl, but I like this woman, but you know, she keeps trying to kill me. <laughs> That'd be something. Oh no! I mean, I we're not we're not professionals in that business. I think a Carol story could work if it was Star Sapphires as a whole, and something was mm. going on with them, and the Green Lanterns think... were asked to investigate that shit, and then Carol gets hijacked and stuff like that, and then, she, and then maybe later on she gets a hold of herself and she's like hey i want to help the obvious way to do it is to basic the easy way i feel is just you know have her be hal's love interest and then eventually when they do make rings for the star sapphires she just receives one maybe because of her proximity to hal Mm -hmm. or something it's a lot of things that's that and you don't have the like villain brainwash thing that's the easy route I think, like, if you want it quick and easy, like that, but but I think if with the yeah, brainwash story, we'll have to see. like I said, with the brainwash story, you could, like I said, you could get something out of it that's meaningful to Carol and people who see themselves in Carol. That's, like I said, you could do something with that. You have something to touch the fan base and be like, hey, I see you, you see me. <laughs> we'll go and through it. I have to go. And we both have to go, Thona. Yeah. We've we've hit the maximum time this week. And now we're in seven minutes. <laughs> um. Thank you for what. Fa- oh, I keep saying watching. People don't watch us. Thank you for listening. Um. I hope you guys have a great week. Uh. We're, I hope that we can try and do these more regularly now. I say this like every single time we do it, but I'm just the worst Keep your notifications with scheduling on something us. and then rescheduling. We were supposed to do this on Saturday, then I rescheduled to Sunday, and then when we did it on Sunday, 
uh, we had technical issues, so now we're doing it on Tuesday. Uh, yeah. Things are happening, things guys. Things happen. But we'll always have you guys to count on. Our little sewer rats. <laughs> no! What's up, rats? We can't call them... The- we can't call all five of our listeners sewer rats. Then what? <laughs> That's a good point. Exactly. So, <laughs> uh, th- thank you for listening to Sewer Rave. Um, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I did the voice too. I did it too. Did you hear it? Did you hear the voice? Did you hear the voice that I did? I didn't. <laughs>